apologize to those of you who already turned the Bible to Acts 1. We're not going to go there today. Apparently, uh, I changed the passage at some point in time and missed uh, either the city. We're actually going to be heading to John chapter 3. And we've been working through a series uh, called Gospel Witness. And really, what we focus in on are stories where Jesus has interacted with people. Uh, but the first story we looked at was his baptism. Jesus baptism. And how that prepares him for ministry, but also how we are prepared to be a witness to God's kingdom. As Jesus was baptized, he heard that voice that said, This is my son in whom I am well pleased. Before Jesus did any of the special work that he had done, before he did any ministry, the Father said that he loved Jesus. It was an act of grace that God had towards His own Son. In the same way, God has grace for us. God gives us grace, and it's by that experience of His grace in our life that we are sent into the world, into our community, that we can bear witness to Jesus' grace, to God's grace, into His work in our lives. And then after that, we looked at the story of Zacchaeus. Uh, how Jesus was willing to alter his schedule, how he was going to pass through Jericho. And instead, he noticed and he saw the tears and said, I need to go to your house. Jesus was willing to enter the lives of those who were not without food, but for those maybe on the fringes, maybe even those who the Jews at that time didn't like. So, the last week, Todd uh, brought us to the story of the Samaritan woman that Jesus met at the well. We saw how Jesus was present with her, and how Jesus was invited into her life by way of the brokenness that she had. It's that brokenness, our shared brokenness that we have. We're broken people. We're all broken people that allows us to have the opportunity to share the good news of Christ. Now we're going to head to John chapter 3, page 862 in uh, the Pew Bible, in the Chair Bible. And we're going to see the story that happened before the Samaritan Legislature. So we're going to go from chapter 4 back to chapter 3. There's a man named Nicodemus. So let's read verses 1 through 21 this morning. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that there are teachers who have come from God, for no one could perform the signs that you were doing if God was not with you. Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, no one can speak the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Clearly, they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb. Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water or spirit. Flesh is birth to flesh, but spirit is. 
did not be surprised if you say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear it sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born in What does it mean, Nicodemus said? You are Israel's teacher, Jesus said, and you not, do not understand this thing? Well, truly I tell you, you what you know, and you testify to what you have seen. But still, the people do not accept my testimony. I have spoken to you at first in days, and you do not believe. How then would you believe if I speak of heaven? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up that everyone who can receive may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the day light has come into the world, so the people love darkness instead of light, because their people were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light, and they will not become into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light, so that they may be seen plainly what they have done, and what has been done in the sight of God. That's what we're going to do with the this morning. When you think about the people that Jesus has met in the stories we've looked at the last couple weeks, we see how varied and different those people their experiences have been. If you think back to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus was that wealthy tax collector. He was that disliked person where the people were like, he's just going to the house of the church. The people did not appreciate him. So the last week it was the Samaritan woman, the woman at the well. She was wealthy. And in fact, she was someone who had experienced rejection over and over and over. She's someone who was discarded and thrown to the side, and that's evidence by how many times she had been married and divorced. Because it was it was the man in that idea that would divorce the woman, and the only one with power to do so, and so she was discarded and rejected over and over. And yet, in a conversation with Jesus, he speaks of worship. And now we hear this interaction that Jesus has with this man named Nicodemus. And what do we find out about Nicodemus? He was a biblical scholar at the time. He was 
part of the Jewish ruling outfit. He was in the top tier of the, of the Jewish teachers and was well regarded. We could say he was likely born into the right family. We could say that he was serious about God and he was about serious about God's work in the kingdom and the world. And we think he would have had all the answers anyone would ever need to know about God. He could have had his eyes open to see everything. He would think in his journey of faith, he wouldn't have had many more steps to take. He was, he was one of the least biblical people. And yet, and yet, under the cover of darkness, he had the computers that come to me. There's a, a reason I think Reverend chose these passages with these varied types of people. I think it's because our journey with Christ begins at different points in time. Our journey with Christ is not all of the same. Not everyone is a black Christian reformed person that baptized that nation and grows up never knowing a time where they didn't follow God. Not everyone has the same experience, and we see that within the cases of Scripture with the different people that Jesus is uh, communicating and interacting in our lives. Maybe we are like the Nicodemus, where the that Christian Reformed spirit that was baptized on the eighth day and that we not known any day in our lives where we didn't know Christ. We, we were those people that grew up going to church not once but twice on Sunday. And we always went on Wednesday to, to Bible school. And, and you are one of the religious beliefs, you could say. But maybe there's other people too. There's, there's people like the kids. Maybe they were wealthy, they were successful business people. They, 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 you looked at them from the outside perspective, it would seem that they had everything, but then they realized they were missing out on something. And it began from a serious point in time, wondering what is this faith about and who is this Jesus person? They not sign up in a queue to see Jesus, but maybe log onto their computer and see what people were saying about him. Yet, maybe there's others of us too. People, people that we meet that maybe they used to call themselves Christians and they used to follow Christ, but now they don't. They don't follow because they believe it. They've been hurt, they've been broken down by the way the church has maybe treated them. They saw the church, the ones who were supposed to bear witness to Christ, as the ones who were left in grace here. All of us, different starting points, and yet all on the same journey of faith. 
who Christ was caused him to want to come to Jesus at night and proclaim something about who Jesus was. Nicodemus was aware enough to see what Jesus was doing and said, no one, no one, no one can perform the work that you are doing right now if God were not with you. Nicodemus recognizes that, that Jesus has God's presence with him. I, I know that you have come from God. You know, this is a, a pretty radical thing that he's doing, and yet he comes in the dark. It's almost like the symbolism that's happening. You can see that he's still in the dark, that maybe hasn't seen the fullness of the light of Christ, is coming in the dark, so away from the light of day, so, so maybe the other Pharisees don't speak him. Maybe he was worried about that, so that the other ruling council that they would not seek him, so symbolically comes in the dark. Because he's in the dark about who Jesus is. And Jesus invites him to take the next step of his journey.
born again, we need to learn it all over. We need to take that step from being that Torah expert to being that follower of Christ in a dependent state. We need to take that step that says the Torah and the law doesn't change me. But it's by following closely in the footsteps of Christ with us. And I think the reality is we kind of all need to take that step at some point, particularly those religious elites, those ones that were Dutch and CLC and baptized on the eighth day. We need to remember that it's not the church thing that saved us. It wasn't the going to church twice on Sunday. It wasn't the going to Bible study on Wednesday. It wasn't, it wasn't those things. It's not even we witnessed the profession of faith two weeks ago. It's not even the one time profession of faith that faith. It's not asking Jesus into your heart that saves us because, spoiler alert, that's not in Scripture. It's, it's the step after step that we take in following closer to who Jesus is in response to the grace that He has given us. It's not a one-time event. It's this journey that will last a lifetime, a journey that starts for each of us in different places. A continual process of the Lord showing us the next step that we need to take and asking us to follow in His footsteps a little more. If we read through the, the whole gospel of God, I think that's what we would find with Nicodemus. With Nicodemus, he begins as this religious elite. Maybe seeing evidence that the kingdom is work in Jesus, willing to step out under the cover of darkness and find Jesus. And then when we get to chapter 7, we find out that maybe, maybe the baby, Nicodemus has started taking those next steps of faith. In, in chapter 7, uh, there's some uh, Pharisees that want to kind of condemn Jesus before hearing from them. And Nicodemus comes to Jesus' defense in some way by saying, well, we don't condemn someone before we hear from them. Nicodemus taking that step, trusting in Christ, saying, we don't operate that way. I'm going to defend who he is. And as we continue, as we go all the way to chapter 19, this is after Jesus died. Joseph of Arimathea went back to Pilate to take Jesus' body. And the next verse says, he, Joseph of Arimathea, was accompanied by the Pharisees, the religious elite, the one who initially thought he was saved by the law, Nicodemus, the man who had visited Jesus 
hurt by churches, if they've been wounded by churches and by the people who call themselves Christ followers, entering a room with all the people that they identify as hurtful is not the next step. Maybe the next step then is an opportunity for them to speak, an opportunity for them to share the hurt that they feel they've experienced when they experience it. How it is that they feel from that moment on. That moment might be sort of representing Christ is most representing Christ by the success in those fresh wounds and recognizing they don't need to come to church, but they need to be heard and they need to experience healing before that, and it's probably going to be the last step that they take to enter into a church community again. From those that maybe they don't know anything at all about Jesus. Maybe the first step there too is not an invitation to church, but it's an invitation to come. Jesus, when he was in Samaria, asked the woman at the well to address, maybe you go and ask someone, hey, would you like to go and have a drink? It's the beginning of that long day. The long day without an agenda, but the long day that begins with a relationship and getting to know people for who they are. It is very the next small step is relationship. In any case, faith is always about the next small step. It's not about the, the next big leap, it's about the next small step that pushes you just a little bit closer to the person of Christ. It's a recognition that we are all sinners, that we all fall short of the glory of God, and that He has given us His Spirit and put us on a journey that we could become more and more like Christ. That we would be converted not in a one time event, but that each day, every day, when we get up, we would be converted to follow Christ, to give up of our authority, to put ourselves in a place of Dependent, taking those small steps to follow Christ more through to trust in Him greatly. Sometimes, though, we'll, we'll never see, we'll never see how, how God is using those small steps to other people's lives. But we can have faith in who God is. The work that he 
is doing by the power of the Spirit. That will tell us that He will always transform us. That His Word will never return empty, but it will seek out and complete its intended purpose. It is so in the life of Zacchaeus as Zacchaeus said that he would pay back all the money he owed if he owed anybody else. Jesus said, salvation has come to this heart. Transformation is seen in the woman at the well as she leaves the well and she goes into the neighborhood. Come and find out about this person that knew everything about me. That transformation working in Nicodemus as he goes from one of the Pharisees, one of the religious elite, to one willing to put his livelihood on the line by caring for Jesus. But it's the Spirit that works in us to transform Thank you. 